Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Bless, because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, do what you do when you do how you do it because you do all things so well. Speak to us now with strength. Speak to us with clarity. Speak to us with power. Have your way at this 1115. Have your way at this 1115. We didn't come to be looked at. We didn't come to be worshipped. We didn't come to get the glory. We came to give you the glory. Our attention and focus is on you. Our attention and focus is on you. Why? Because 2,000 years ago, your attention and focus was on us. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, one more praise. Go. Hallelujah. You can grab a seat. Let's go to work. Can I say something to you, church? Listen, whenever I invite you to an opportunity to praise him, that is your opportunity to jump into that water. Please understand, you withholding your praise doesn't hurt me. Because your praise isn't for me. You withholding your praise isn't showing anybody anything except giving the enemy glory instead of giving God the glory. When I invite you into an environment to praise him, that means you need to jump into that environment to let God know he's great. The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. If you magnify the Lord, your problems wouldn't look so big. If you magnify the Lord, your marital issues wouldn't look so big. If you magnify the Lord, your financial struggles, you discover that's about to be over. Oh, magnify the the Lord. Uh-uh, y'all, come on. I ain't playing with you people. I said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the what you gonna make bigger? You gonna make your issue bigger or your God bigger? What you gonna make bigger? Your circumstance or your God? What you gonna make bigger? The God that's got the ability to be Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the great I am. Nobody like him, nobody beside him. I tried him and I know it. In the old school church, they say, ain't God all right? Listen, so when I invite you in, Everybody listen to me. When I invite you in, some of y'all come in here with that Denver stuff on you. 
I'm not here to perform for you. I'm not here to give you a good show. So I'm going to invite everybody, and if you don't want to get in the water, that's fine. But don't be mad when somebody on your row is the next six-figure testimony. Don't be mad when your stuff tearing up while they stuff building up. I'm about to invite everybody one more time, then I got to move on. But he's been too good for you, for you to just sit there. Ain't nobody came up in here to see your hair put the... He's been too good to you for you to just sit there. On three, one, two, three, go! Reke andere na boho shakaya. Reke teke ayande yo shaka. Reke andere na boho shake ayande bahaya. Reke andere na boho shaka tayaya basa. When I think of the goodness of... When I think of the goodness of... When I think of the goodness of... That's all I gotta do is think back. Think back to when you were suicidal, but Jesus. Think back to when you wanted to give up, but Jesus. Think back to when you couldn't take no more, but. Watch me. Don't ever worry about who don't wanna praise around you. Overflow, I need you to hear me. Don't you ever worry about who won't praise them around you. You better learn how to go for yourself. And people may say, well, I'm not into all that emotionalism. You a lie. We saw you at the Bronco game. You were shouting for them. We saw you at the Nuggets game. You were shouting for them. We saw you at the Rockets. You were shouting for them. You was watching Meg the Stallion's video, and you were shouting and dancing. Listen. But I think there's a praise in this house. There's a... I just need y'all to stir this water with me. The Bible says that when they told Bartimaeus to shut up, he got even louder. Don't let who won't praise him shut you down. I'm going to give y'all 10 seconds and then I got to go. You ready? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Let's get to work. Grab a seat. I just need you. All right. All right, grab a seat. Grab a seat. They praising over in this building in Denver, y'all. Atlanta, they cutting up in the church. Miami, they cutting up in the church. Los Angeles, they cutting up in the church. Dominican Republic, we got people dancing in the church. Somebody thought about how good he's been. Somebody thought about how faithful he's been. All right, all right, here we go. All right, grab a seat. Well, since it's his church, he should get his praise. I'm going to give y'all 30 more seconds and we got to move on. But just point to somebody. Say, neighbor, if you don't mind, it's been a year since I can really go in. Say, the praise I'm about to give him is past due praise. Say, but watch me praise him. Where you at? 
to God. For what? He's done. All the things. He's done. All the things. He's done. All the things. He's done. He's done. He's done. Made a way out of no way. Open doors no man could shut. He's done. He's done. All right, grab a seat. You should have been dead. You tried to commit suicide. You tried to take a bottle of pills. But God, Corona had you laid out on your back. But God. All right. All right. All right. So here we go. You see what we did? We just took authority over the atmosphere. Did you hear me in 11.15? We took authority over the atmosphere. Don't you ever let somebody come in this building and shift this atmosphere down again. On three, just holler, he got out. One, two, three. All right, grab a seat, grab a seat, let's go. Let's go. They won't stop. You know why they won't stop praising? Because God won't stop blessing. Every time they turn around, there he go doing it again. <laughs> turn that machine off. Wanted to quit, but you're still standing. Wanted to give up, but you stood anyhow. After having done all to stand. All right, y'all grab a seat. Grab a seat. Glory to God. Glory. Grab a seat. 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 He's the reason cancer didn't kill you. He's He's the reason that accident didn't keep you bound. He's He's the reason you have what you have and you do what you do. He's It's not your education, it's not your background, it's not your pedigree, it's not your family. <laughs> He's the reason. He's the reason. He's the reason. He's the reason. 
the reason. He is the reason. He's the reason, man. You ain't that cool. You ain't that educated. It's because of God. I just wish the people on your road knew that. Don't touch them, but just look at them and just point up. Just look like it's God, baby. That's, that's the only reason. That's the only reason. Listen, let's go to work. Let's go to work. We just finished our series, Group Therapy, where we learn how to heal from wounds. Somebody say, I'm healed. That's how healed people praise them. That's what was different about where you were on Wednesday from the day. Is healed people can praise him and not worry about interrupting the flow of service. Healed people can praise him and not worry about who's around them. Not worry about who thinks they're too loud. You didn't heal me so you can shut your little self up. You didn't heal me. You didn't save me. You didn't make a way for me. I, I owe him the praise. Somebody say that's a healed praise. So watch me, so watch me. We learn how to heal from wounds, why? Because our future needs us healed. Say, my future needs me healed. Your next 12 will be your best 12. And I keep having you say that, why? Even though we're in the month of April and we're already partway through the year, your perpetual, your perpetual confession has always got to be that what's ahead is better than what's been. And as long as that's your confession, you'll never face the same situation again. And for some of us, we are sick and tired of dealing with some of the same stuff year after year, month after month, week after week, day after day. So I need you to say this with some authority. Say, and my next 12 will be my best 12. What do we learn in group therapy? That our wounds can come from nouns, people, places, things, and idea, ideas. And those wounds come in two forms, words and actions. And we learn from some of the wounds of people like Abraham, who was wounded by his nephew Lot. Lot's name in Hebrew means hidden motives. You will always be wounded by people who are with you but don't have the same motive as you. Do not think that just because somebody has been in your life for a long time that that means they qualify to go any further. Why? Because sometimes people can be around you, but their motives not be the same as you. Lot was Abraham's nephew, which means Abraham had been in Lot's life since Lot was born. And even though they had been around each other for a long time, they no longer shared the same motives. Lot's name means hidden motives, which means you're around me, but you have a different agenda than I do. And I pray that God reveal every lot that's in your life so that you do not carry people into your necks that don't deserve to be there. You work too hard to get to where you're about to be, and you don't don't need anybody around you that's not going to help you make it happen. Samson is wounded by a romantic relationship. He picks women that are not good for them. He literally picks a woman um, that, it, listen to the three women he picks. The first woman is a Philistine woman. Those were the enemies of God. Well, the first woman he picks is a woman that's the enemy of God's people. But the Bible says the Lord desired to use it. Can I be honest with you? There's some bad picks you've made in your past that God desired to use to teach you something. There's some bad friends you had, and I need you not to be mad at them. Say, I'm so grateful for your trifling behalf, because had you not done me like you did me, I wouldn't have learned what I learned. I'm so grateful. There's some romantic relationships you were once in. You need to say, I'm grateful that that thing ended, because it taught me I can love deeply. I never would have known how deep I could love until I discovered how deep I could hurt. 
The first woman is a Philistine woman. The second woman, the Bible says, is a harlot. She is literally a prostitute, but he uses her simply for the purposes of physical exchange. And the third woman that Samson picks, this one is the woman that undoes him. Her name is Delilah. And Delilah in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means one who weakens or makes poor. Be careful because you pick your own Judas. You pick your own Delilah. You literally pick the people that will end up being the ones that wound you, which is why you can't just be picking anybody just because they're available. You can't just pick anybody just because y'all have common interests. I need to know that we have a common future, not just a common present. Because where you headed, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. You're about to do what nobody else in your bloodline has ever done, what nobody else in your family has ever done, what they talked about, but they never did it. But you're going to be the first. Noah is wounded by himself and his son. His son Ham uncovers his father's nakedness. But then Noah is wounded by himself because after the flood subsides, Noah builds the ark. After the water subsides, Noah goes, he plants a vineyard, and then he gets drunk. You cannot get high off your own supply. Stop. Let me help you with that. Many of you, you begin to, because you don't have people to celebrate you, you get high off of your own celebration. And let me tell you why that's dangerous. It's because you will get high off of your own supply, not realizing that that supply is poison with your own self aggrandization. Let me back that thing up and see if I can say it another way. Noah, you prayed for success. You got success, but you couldn't be trusted with it because you got high off of your success. You got high off of who you thought you were, not realizing it was God that got you there. That's why I love people that can praise God. Watch me and have seven figures in the bank. I love people that can praise God and be chief executives and be bosses and make it happen. Baby, I'm a king and a priest. I'm spiritual and successful. Why? Because I realize everything I have, there's only one explanation for how I got it, and that is God. But Noah, you're getting high off your own supply. You're getting high off of your success. 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 You're getting excited about your success. And you're not giving glory to God. You are trying to get high off of it to make you feel accomplished. Look at me because look at what I did. Look at me and, and look what happened. And I need you to hear me. Whenever you begin to get high off of your own supply, your supply will vanish. So Noah could not be trusted with success. I pray that in your next 12 months of life, you can be trusted with success. That whatever good happens, you're like, listen, I'm not tripping over that. The same me that I was before that is going to be the same me after that. The same me that was shout before that is the same me that will shout after that. The same me that would hop up and down before that is the same me that will hop up and down after that. I Moses is wounded by his brother and his sister. His brother and his sister used him to get out of Egypt. And the moment they thought that they no longer needed him, they began to disrespect him and to dishonor him. You have people in your life that as long as they perceive a need for you, they will go with you. But the moment they think that they at your level, all of a sudden, even though you were the hand that brought them out and the hand that kept them while they were going through, they'll use their mouth to turn on you. And I need you to be okay with releasing people that no longer fit for your future. Moses had this mentality, but well, that's my family. And for some of you, your belief that blood is thicker than water and that ain't in the Bible, that's the reason why you can't move forward. It's because you keep holding on to blood that would bloody you in a minute. 
Y'all ain't going to talk because I'm going to preach hard. You keep holding on to people and you're loyal to them and they wouldn't cross the doggone street for you. While you fighting for them, they sitting over there talking trash about you. I need you to be okay releasing people. Moses would not release Miriam and Aaron, but I need some of y'all to just say, I release it. I love you, but I release it. You don't want to hear what I got to say, so I ain't going to say no more to you. Some of you, you've had friends that have done you like Miriam and Aaron. Miriam means bitter woman. Come on, let's go. Mm. You've had friends that have done you that way. You've had people that the moment they think they're good and they no longer have a need of you, they think they no longer have a necessity for what it is that you do, then all of a sudden you see the real them. The real them comes out. And Moses is wounded because he didn't expect, he expected this from people like Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. If you don't know Bible, those were people that kept giving Moses hell. He didn't expect it to come from his own household. So it caught him off guard. But then Moses is also wounded about unrestrained mercy. Moses wants more for people than people want for themselves. Can I teach you a powerful lesson? Only desire for people what they currently desire for themselves. What do you mean? Because if I start wanting more for you, you I'm going to get ticked off at the fact that you don't want more for you. And now every time you interact with somebody, there's going to be a back and forth. And the back and forth because you're trying to pull them up higher, but they want to stay where they are. Can I let you know something? Sometimes you need to leave people where you found them until they want to go higher. Joshua gets wounded by other people's wounds. Joshua, he literally watches Moses get wounded. It didn't happen to him. He watched it happen to Moses. And Joshua's like, I ain't going through that. You ever looked at something that happened to somebody else and because of what they went through, you're like, mm -mm, I ain't going to be able to do it. Because, see, you talk to me like that, it's going to be a whole nother type of show going on. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. If you've ever looked at these reality TV shows, which are staged, by the way, um, if you've ever looked at these reality TV shows, watch me. Have you ever looked at a scene and been like, oh, no, because, see, has she done that? Had he done that? Oh, it would have been a whole nother situation. Y'all, it would have been a 911 situation going on in the building. Joshua looks at what happens to Moses. He says, these people ain't going to treat me like this. He says, Moses, I know you're mercy, mercy me. Things ain't like they used to be, all this, but I'm not like that. Joshua was such a G that Joshua said, you can do whatever you want. But it's for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Where is there a lesson to learn? I'm not pulling you. You better come on your own. I pray you don't spend your next 12 pulling nobody nowhere. Why? You got so much to do. You got places to go. You got people to meet. You got things to do, baby. Your life is about to improve in such a dramatic way. And can I be honest with you? It's already good, but it's about to get a whole lot. So Joshua's like, I saw my man Moses get, I saw my leader Moses get wounded. So I don't want to go through this myself. I do not want to deal with this myself. This is why you have to be careful with gossip because gossip wounds people who have never experienced the thing. And you have to consider the sources of where you get information from. If, if, listen, if they're trashy, you're going to be given trash. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but it's right. If they ratchet, you're going to be given ratchet information. If they half-tail, you're about to be given some half-tail information. Google it. Listen, King David gets wounded by his parents. His mother is MIA. Hmm. His mother is MIA. Listen, we don't know where his mama is. We don't know where his mama is. All we know is that she's not there. And his father, Jesse, rejects him. I talked about this already. He's been wounded by parents, and those wounds are very 
distinctive wounds because father means life giver, mother means life sustainer. So now it's difficult to sustain anything because you weren't taught how to manage it. And now it's difficult to have life because you were never given life by being told who you were. So since you weren't told who you were, you search it out through people, places, things, and ideas trying to figure it out. So we talked about David. All of these people, we learned from their wounds. I'm going to say we learned from their wounds. But watch me. But there was somebody else that was wounded. Hmm. It's the reason we celebrate this day. It's the reason we gather every Sunday. It's the reason we pray every Monday. It's the reason we gather every Wednesday. It's the re- Why? It, Jesus was wounded too. Can I tell you the wounds that he had? Let's go here. Jesus was wounded as a child. He was circumcised from Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 23. That represented his covenant with God. But every place that Jesus shed his blood, he was buying something for us because the blood is an instrument of redemption. So when he sheds blood, something, somebody say this, say something's bought. Say shed blood, something's bought. So watch me. He's circumcised as a child, which means he now enters into the Abrahamic covenant that was made in Genesis 12. Bishop, what does all that mean? The covenant says this. I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. This is why you ain't got to worry about cussing nobody out. God already did it for you. All right, I only got two witnesses. This is why I need you to hold your energy because God says they tripping with you, but what they don't realize is I'm about to clap back for you. I'll bless them that bless you. I'll curse them that curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Open your mouth and say, I'm blessed. So when he circumcises a child, he gives us access to that covenant. Say, I'm blessed. Uh Uh-uh, you ain't saying it like you even mean it. You're saying it like you're guessing. I need you to say that with some authority. Say, I'm blessed. I need you to act like I don't care who's against you and what's against you. That at the end, you already know how this is going to turn out. Shout, I'm blessed. Watch me. Then he sheds his blood in the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means pressing and blessing at the same time, which means the things that presses me are the same things that blesses me. If I avoid the press, I can't get to the bless. Shut up. If you avoid the pressing, that explains why you haven't yet seen the blessing. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Gethsemane, he asked Peter, James, and John to pray with him for one hour. They could not even pray with him for one hour. And so in that moment, Jesus is by himself, and he says, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He asked the Lord that more than once, and his response is, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Everybody listen. In that moment, he begins to shed droplets of blood. Everybody say blood. It's called hemotidrosis. And hemotidrosis means this. It means that his capillaries are bursting up under his face so that as he sweats, his sweat glands are also filled with sweat and they're filled with blood. Check it out. But where is he at? In a garden. Hmm. Something else happened in a garden thousands of years earlier. Adam was in a garden. And when Adam was in a garden, Adam gave up authority. Adam gave up power. Adam gave up the dominion. So when Jesus goes back to a garden to shed his blood, he says, I'm buying back what Adam did. Adam gave up your power. I'm about to buy it back for you. Adam gave up your authority. I'm about to buy it back for you. That's why I can say my next 12 will be my best 12. Why? I've got the authority of God. And when I open my mouth, I'm going to see what I said because I'm in the image and the likeness of God. But then look, they give him 39 stripes. The scripture says, with his stripes, we are healed. So when they beat his back, And they beat him, the Bible says, he's beyond recognition as a man. What he was doing was actually paying to heal your sicknesses. And they beat his back because your back is what carries you. 
Your back is what carries you. Your back is what keeps you together. If you don't have no back, all you got is arms and legs with no back. That ain't gonna work. I need you to hear me why. Watch me. When they beat his back, what they are literally doing is they, watch me, he says, I'm carrying away on my back what belongs on your back. So the reason sickness doesn't have a right to stay in your life is because I carried it away. Come on, y'all. I carried it away. That's why the scripture says in Isaiah 53, 5, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Say it with me. We are healed. Say it again. We are healed. One more time. We are healed. Why? Because he carried it away. Put the scripture up. Say he carried it away. He carried it away, which means he says, I let them beat my back to carry away what was put on you. What you really deserve, I carried that away so that it would not happen to you. And if it does happen, I need you to realize it's not supposed to stay there. Can I just get you to release praise? Why? That he has paid the price for your healing in advance. In advance, in advance, in advance, in advance. Isaiah 53 and 5, it's right back there. Please put it up for me, would you? It says this, but he was wounded. Somebody say, he was wounded for my transgression. Say, he was bruised for my iniquity. Say, the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And I need you to say this and say, and with his stripes, say all 39 of them, I am healed. Notice it doesn't say you were healed. It doesn't say you will be healed. It's in the perpetual present, which means you are healed, which means every moment I'm in, I am healed. In a minute from now, I am healed. Five years ago, I am healed. That's why he said, my name is I am. It's not that I was because I am. It's not that I will be, it's because I am. So since I am, I am healed. But that's not the only place he shed his blood. That's not the only place he shed his blood. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Mm, come on, say so they put a crown of thorns on his head. Watch me, here's what the crown of thorns does. It's because he's king, they were doing it to mock him. And whenever you discover what people mock, everybody listen to me, that's where your message is. Wherever you are afflicted, that's where you're gifted. Wherever you're tried, watch me, that is also where you're talented. So when they're trying to mock him, they're like, we're going to put this fake crown of thorns on your head because you ain't no real king. He's like, what you don't understand is actually I needed to be a crown of thorns because if you gave me a regular crown, you wouldn't have pierced any of my skin. If you didn't pierce my skin, there'd be no blood. If there's no blood, I can't buy something because wherever the blood is shed, something's being bought. See, what people thought was hurting you, what they did not know is it was releasing the best of you. I feel so sorry for them punks that thought they were playing you. 
I feel so sorry for those people that thought they were getting over on you. I feel so bad for those people who thought they were gonna use you up and toss you away. What they did not understand is what you meant for evil. God has already turned it for my, for my good. Why? Because when they put the crown of thorns, 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 roses have thorns, which meant the crown of thorns was made out of something that was beautiful and brutal. It was brutal. Beautiful and brutal at the same time. You better hear me. Bishop, what gives me authority? What's brutal? The stuff that's beautiful when you're done with it, but it's brutal to get there. I just need some people like me that know you you didn't been through some brutal stuff, but but it's about to look real good for you. When they put the crown of thorns on his head, it pierces his flesh. When it pierces his flesh, that means he begins to bleed. And any place his blood goes, what do we learn? Something's being bought. So, two things. One, when they pierce his brow, meaning this part of his face, there is a curse that was spoken over Adam. For Adam's disobedience that said, Adam, you're going to eat bread from the sweat of your brow. Which means, Adam, everything you get is going to be hard as heaven, hell, and earth to get it. He said, everything you ever apprehend, you're going to have to fight all your life. Until you do right by me. All your life you have to fight. That's the curse of Adam. And can I be honest? For many people under the sound of my voice, you are so used to fighting to get everything. Just to get people to do simple stuff, you have to fight. Just to get folks to do what they're supposed to do, you have to fight. Every inch you've ever taken, you have to fight to get it. But can I tell you, the fight you had, it was good because it taught you to protect what you got. If you got to go through hell to get it, I'll be doggone if I'm going to let you just come up in my house and take it. You ought to be grateful for some of the fights you had to go through. Why? It made you protect what you got. That's why other people are trifling with what they get. But when you get it, you say, baby, I worked too hard to get this. I've been through too much to get this. I had to go through too much to accomplish. But watch the shift. Somebody say shift. Because there's a shift here, right? Here's the shift. The shift is, that was your story. What do you mean, Bishop? Because, see, when he was pierced in his brow and the blood was shed, he, he undid the curse of Adam. Adam, you only going to get anything. Anything you obtain, Adam, it's going to come through the sweat of your brow, which means everything you get is going to have to be a fight after a fight after a fight. But if they recognize what I did for them, there's some stuff that's coming their way. That they didn't have to fight for, they just had to obey for. I just want to know if there's some people in this building and online that have been faithful. Because your faithfulness has secured your future. Open your mouth say, it won't be that hard from this day forward. I need to shout right there because there's some stuff that's been ticking me the heck off. I need you to give God glory. There's some stuff you're not going to have to fight that hard for. And your next 12 will be your. But watch, but watch. If they put the crown of thorns up here, what they thought they were doing to mock him, the blood runs down his ears, runs down his eyes, runs over his nose, 
covers his mouth. What, what, is he, what, is he, what, what is he doing? The reason the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight, a better word there is senses. Everybody listen. So when they put the crown of thorns on his head, the blood covers his face. His face wasn't bloody until they crowned him. Which means now the blood covers what I see. It covers what I hear. It covers how I speak. It don't even, watch me, it smells a different way for me. You smell defeat, I smell a new beginning. You smell a mess, I smell a message. You smell a test, I smell a testimony. You smell garbage, I smell God getting ready to blow my mind. For those of you who used to watch wrestling, y'all remember The Rock? And The Rock used to have a saying, he used to say, do you smell? And I used to look around, I'm like, well, what are you cooking? <laughs> uh-uh, you, you don't even understand the point. He was saying, watch me, my victory has a scent. I'm going to throw this microphone at you. He was saying, my victory has a scent. In other words, watch me, I am anticipating what's about to happen, and it has a scent to it. In other words, you sense something that's negative, but I sense something that's amazing. You smell something that's about to be your downfall. I smell something that's about to make me. You smell something that's about to take you down. I smell something that's about to take me all the way. I just need you to look over at somebody and say, what do you smell? What do you smell? Don't touch them. Just look, what do you smell? Because I smell my next 12 looking good. I smell my life getting better. I smell I got the right people in the right seats doing the right things. I smell deaths being canceled. I smell my family being saved. I, I. The blood covers his senses. The blood covers his senses. The blood covers his senses, which means, which means, he, you said, but Bishop, it's just so hard to see it getting better. You don't even understand it. It's not your eyes anymore. Which means it's not how you see it anymore. The blood covered him, which means he bought him. Uh-uh, I need you to understand that. I just don't hear nothing getting better for me. See, that, them ain't your ears. Those aren't. No, no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And here it is. And I could shout right here and be done. You ready? In the scripture. There were certain things that they heard before they saw them. Okay, come here, Elijah. Elijah's servant goes and he runs out and he sees a cloud, the hand of a man's hand, size of a man's hand over the water. And the Bible says, Elijah says, and I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Watch this. I don't see the rain, but I heard it's on the way. Okay, I could run out of this building right now. I don't see it happening for me, but I heard it in church. I heard that it's about to turn for me. I heard that it's looking better for me. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. Watch. Watch. Then they pierce his hands. When they pierce his hands, the scripture makes it clear, anything we touch, it prospers. Can I be honest with you? That's why there's stuff you've done that wasn't God that still did good. There's stuff that you have done that wasn't God, and it still did good because your God is so good, he made it that whatever you touch, it works. Even if he didn't order it, he's still going to let you do well in it. Why? Because he said, I paid for you to touch it and watch it prosper. You need to be like that old song, I got the Midas touch. Everything I touch turns to me. Then they pierce his feet. And they pierce his feet. Listen, God tells Joshua, Joshua, every place your foot goes is yours there are things we've done in life 
There are places we've gone, situations we've walked through, valleys we've walked through, that we didn't know why we were walking through it. That's because, watch me, I've got to put my foot on it in order for it to be acquired. Because when I step, it ain't me stepping, it's him stepping. And when he steps, the steps are bloody. It's so simple, I don't need you to miss it. Which means you had to go through that valley to get some bloody footprints in that valley. So now every place your foot touches, it has now been purchased for you. So the reason you're not afraid of a valley is because I already bought the valley. Yeah, I'm on. I swear, but okay, listen, I need y'all to go with me. The reason you're not afraid of going through trouble is because I've already walked through the valley of the shadow of death and I fear no evil. Why? I've already purchased that valley. I've already been through hell. I've already been through discouragement. I've already been through defeat. I've already bought that. Some of you have to take certain trips to certain cities and you wondered why. It's because God says, I need your foot on the city. There are certain buildings you had to step into. You're like, why did I go in that building? I need your foot in the building. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. There are certain people you had to bump into and meet. God says, I need you to meet where you're headed. I needed you to be next to prosperity so you know what's headed, Joe. Every place my foot goes, the steps are bloody. Can I help you? These are his wounds. Say, these are his wounds. Then they pierced his side. This was the one they thought was going to take him out. This was the one they thought was going to take him out. Because they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, let's get his side. And when they got his side, they got his heart. <laughs> well, let's say it like we're from South Central. Heart. <laughs> they got his heart. Everybody listen. They got his heart. And what they thought was going to take him out was actually the biggest purchase of the day. <laughs> what you mean, Bishop? Because when they pierced his heart, he begins to bleed internally. And the Bible says blood and water came out. Water represents spirit. His spirit exits his body. His spirit exits his body. And what they thought was his undoing freed him up. Oh my God, because now I'm not trapped in the body. So I can go in the spirit and I can go. The Bible says, watch me. The Bible says that he essentially, he goes to hell for us. What they thought was shutting him down, freed him up. Because when his spirit exits his body, the water is shown to represent his spirit exiting his body. He literally goes to hell. And he snatches back the keys of authority that Adam had given. And the Bible says, watch me, Jesus is, I love G Jesus because he's petty. What do you mean he's petty? The Bible says Jesus goes to hell and he makes a public spectacle of the enemy. Y'all ain't even listening to what I'm saying. He goes to hell and he parades the enemy around and says, I just want y'all to know who runs him. I just want y'all to know who has authority over him. I just want you to know he don't run nothing. I run the show. That's a petty move. Because we'll email you back just to make sure you know who runs this. We'll say it just to make sure you know. Everybody watch me. I need you to catch it. What they thought was the worst of the day freed him up. 
I'm so glad some stuff closed for you. I'm so glad people started acting fickle with you. Why? It freed me up. God, that's a word for me. It freed you up. He bleeds internally, and it covers all of his internal organs. See, why can we pray for healing today? Because the blood literally has covered anything in your body that could malfunction. Well, Bishop, I just don't know that he can heal my, my, my this, that, and the other. No, mm, the blood covered everything in your body that could possibly malfunction. But watch me. Can I go deeper? And I got to fit. Watch me. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Not only did it cover everything that could go wrong in your body, but watch me. But the blood, when they pierced his heart, what does it mean? It means internal wounds. The wound that killed him wasn't the wound everybody saw. It was the wound nobody saw. Can I have an honest conversation with you? Just me and you. Pretend like the neighbor's not here. Online, pretend like whoever's around you is not here. This is me and you. Just me and you. Shh, 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 shh. Hush, hush, hush. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? The stuff that really hurt you, nobody saw. Okay, where the honest folk at? You ain't even mad about the stuff everybody else mad about. You mad about the stuff nobody else witnessed. The stuff nobody else saw. And Jesus says, I literally have paid the price for all of that. The question has to be, how could you do that? How could you do that? All of those wounds, say those wounds healed me. But once you heal, let me ask you this question. You, or let me make this statement rather. You must fix what you can fix so you don't repeat negative cycles nor negative circles that will get you back into the same situation that got you wounded. And there's a biblical word for that. It's tacoom. It means to amend or to fix. Why do we need to fix something, Bishop? Because we often think we're right until we learn that we were wrong. You ever had somebody swear up and down that they were right until you said, look, here it is. Oh. You sit next to somebody that will swear up and down is A until you pull out them their affidavit where it says it's 14. It's quiet in the church. Here's what Takun says. Takun says, what I can do, I will do to fix me first. What I can do, I will do to fix me first. Can I tell you why this is important? You will be wounded again. Now, I just walk you through Jesus' wounds. His wounds heal you. Say, with his stripes, I am healed. But guess what? The reason it's always I am is because there will always be a new wound. Healing isn't an event. It's a lifestyle. That's tweetable. Healing isn't an event. It's a lifestyle. For most of us, we like to, I'm healed, child. I'm good. I'm good. You need to be preparing for the next wound. Because there's one on the way. Bishop, how do you know that? John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. He says, I'm telling you this so you have peace because you're about to deal with some stuff that is not peaceful. He basically says, the world is going to wound you, and I need you to know that in advance. Because here's what Takun says, and this is what we're doing this month. Takun says, I don't live in fear of being wounded because I know how to heal before I ever get hurt. 
you ever set something on your phone or on your computer and you didn't quite know how you did it and so you didn't want nobody else to go in there touching on it because you said, I don't really know how I got there in the first place? Okay, I'm the only person. You ever set something up and you're like, look, I don't, it's working. I don't know how it's working. Don't nobody touch it. That means you live in fear from ever making adjustments or amending or fixing because you don't know how to repair it in the first place. But Takoon says, I'm not afraid of being hurt because I know how to heal before I ever get hurt in the first place. Open your mouth and say, I choose to Takoon. Now watch me. Today, I just want to very quickly teach you how to fix your focus. Focus is directed attention to the center of interest or activity. Focus requires intention. Say intention. You're not going to accidentally focus. Jesus didn't go through all of that wounding accidentally. He had to focus because at any moment he could have pulled the abort, uh, pushed the abort button. At any moment he could have said, now look, hit me, one, hit me one more time. I'm not Britney Spears. You hit me one more time. Britney Spears, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> I, look, I, I will cut you and your mama. And your little nephew, too. <laughs> I don't like At any moment. Because <laughs> y'all know when you get real mad, you start taking it to other places. I wish there was some real people at this 1115 in this building online. Like, your anger goes to a whole nother place. You'd be like, I'm going to take a hammer to your ankles. Like, what? That's just torture. What? Like, it's misery. At any moment, he could have hit a board. Can we be honest? How many of you, let's just be honest, because he's 100% God, 100% man, just like you. The Holy Ghost lives in you, so you are 100% God-filled and 100% man. So let's be honest. People start talking crazy to you, hitting on you. How many of us would have just said, uh-uh? Yeah, they're just going to have to die and go straight to hell. I, I'm not doing it. Look, now, listen, listen. Now, I'll let you punch me once or twice. We'll get a couple of them saved, but the rest of them just going to have to die. I, I ain't going to be able to do it. Somebody say, check, please. Listen, I paid all I'm going to pay. Listen, y'all said Jesus paid it all. That's all I'm going to pay right there. Split the check. Yeah, three cards. Split the check. I ain't paying for that. I didn't get no appetizers. I got a regular entree. Let's just be honest. How did he continue to keep his focus in that moment? All right. Now, now, take this out, take this out, take this out. Um, it's easy for us to lose focus on the God things and become distracted. Distractions are easy. Squirrel! Now, I saw some of y'all's faces jump, like, where the squirrel at? <laughs> Let me put it to you. If somebody just starts running in the building, and not in a circular praise run, but in a let's get out the door run, I'm just, <laughs> I don't want no trouble. <laughs> trouble. Everybody moving. I'm trying to figure out why they moving. 
it's easy to be distracted. If your phone starts buzzing right now, you instantly shift from the word. I'm in church. Y'all be acting like I don't see you. I'm in church. Uh-uh. Probably about 15 more minutes. It's a move of God. What you want to eat? Just text me. I promise you, I'm going to put a camera up here so y'all can see what I see. <laughs> On Wednesday, it was a whole conversation going on. I'm like, well, just go on and put them on speaker so they can get the word. Listen. I love you, Harvest. <laughs> all right. All right. Let your phone start beeping a lot. It must be an emergency. <laughs> and you acting like you got to use the bathroom. You in the stall on the phone. <laughs> What's the point? It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get distracted when you're cooking. You might burn chicken. I don't know. You get distracted. I don't cook because I distract easily. I don't. I need you to hear me. Breakfast is easy because it's quick. Everything else? Clean this kitchen up and let's go somewhere. Because I'm going to be then forgot. And listen, and I'll tell the computer to remind me. I said, Alexa, give me a five-minute reminder. She come on and remind me. Alexa, off! <laughs> I'm doing something else right now. <laughs> then I'll smell what was in there, and I go in there like, ah, oh, God, don't. <laughs> okay. Say distractions are easy. Distractions are what does it mean to be distracted? Having thoughts or attention drawn away. It means you're supposed to be focused on this, but something draws it away. Be careful when it comes to people that come in your life that draw away your attention from what your focus should be. They'll even justify it and say, you need to take a break. It ain't built yet, so I'll break when I build it. It's quiet in the church. Unable to give attention to. This means you're unavailable. I've discovered that many human beings are unavailable for their own lives. Right? And then lastly, harassed, confused, or deranged, especially by strong feelings. It means the feeling harasses you, and then it confuses you, and then it deranges you. Come on, strong arm him again. Come on, Limpatini. I want you the strong arm guy now. Okay. All right. So let's reverse it. <laughs> got to reverse it. <laughs> you can't get strong arm. You got a strong arm. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now, now you're going you're gonna to snatch him up. You know, snatch him. He's trying to act like he, he's so used to being in the other position. This is good. The Lord wants to humble you before God. Listen. So I want you to snatch him up real good. Eh? <laughs> if I look, if I look, if I look. So here's what happens. Strong feelings. Here's the problem with feelings. Feelings aren't facts. 
So you are literally being strong-armed, harassed, confused, and deranged. What is deranged? It means you get out of order. You get out of your range. Let's keep it simple. Which means you acting a fool with people. You sending emails you should have never sent. Sending texts you should have never sent. Stand stuff you should have never said. Why? Because you're being strong-armed. And, and can I just make it super practical? Try to send a text with one hand and not mess it up. Keep snatching it. Snatch it more violently. Snatch it. Make it hurt. You still ain't even gotten the phone yet. He's still on the lock screen. Now, Apple does do that right. <laughs> Everybody watch. Everybody watch. So you're out of range. Now, look at this next one. You're confused. So now you're confused. Be confused. You're confused by a feeling, not a fact. So here it is. You're sitting at your table, and you can't even figure stuff out. Am I talking to anybody there? Well, you're like, you, you, you're like, it is simple stuff. You're confused because your feelings keep strong-arming you. And your feelings aren't even facts, but they want to keep harassing you. What does that mean? They won't let you sleep. You can't even go to the bathroom without feeling. <laughs> I just think it's good. He, he getting it. Why do I need you to see this? Because this is what keeps taking your focus. Your feelings do. Strong feelings. And they don't have to be right. They just have to be strong. And sometimes because it's so strong, you'll think it's right. But you better learn. Watch me. It ain't the one that's loudest that's always right. Who can be honest in this building online? In the last 12 months, you've had some feelings to strong arm you like that. They done snatched you up, snatched you over, and you all out of place. You all acting confused. You're acting harassed. Such a dramatization. Let's try the drama team on next week. It's just going to be just him. Just him. Hey, but watch me. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Distractions come from external sources and internal sources. Stuff you see and stuff that's in you that you see. Stuff you see and stuff that's in you that you see. There are certain things that happen. You ever sat up and thought about something good happening and then immediately said, I can't think about it being good because I might mess it up? Oh, let me tell you what. You, let, me, let me tell you, you Christians, about your belief in jinxing something. I don't want to think about it. I might jinx it. Okay, but let's be honest. Come on, we put, don't y'all lie. Do not lie. How many of you, you have ever thought that, and that's me, in the last 12 months? Come on, my hand's up. Some of y'all are lying because you don't want to jinx it. <laughs> I don't you ready? Why does this happen? Why do we get distracted? Why do we get stronger? Watch me. Mark chapter 3, verse 27. No one can enter a strong man's house. You a strong man. You ain't no punk. 
You ain't no pushover. You are a mighty man of valor. You ain't, you're a strong woman. You have had to deal with some stuff that would have crushed other women, but you handled it like a champ. You handled it like the gladiator that you are. So the enemy can't just walk up on you and take your stuff. He has to watch me unless he first does what? Binds. What does that word bind mean in Greek? Distracts and ties up. You are so tied up in your distraction, you ain't paying attention to the fact that somebody then broke in your house to steal your stuff. Let me add stuff. I'm just going to get you this, this right here. This right here. Here we go. <laughs> Could you imagine if she said, actually, Bishop, I do mind. <laughs> it would have it been a swarm of people walking over to this side like, I will buy you another journal. Give the man the journal. Get a man to call the journal. <laughs> Please give him the journal. Listen, listen. All right, check this out. Check this out. So now that you're distracted with your stuff, the stuff you fought hard for and worked hard to get, work hard to acquire, work hard to achieve, you leave it unguarded. You leave it unprotected. Like Bishop, why I got all these marital issues? Because you're distracted. Why I got all these financial issues? You're distracted. What happened is once you got distracted, see, you're strong, so the enemy couldn't just come up on you. He had to get you distracted. And when he got you distracted, you're so tied up in your distraction, you ain't paying attention to the fact that he didn't came to get your stuff. But I think there's some of us that can say, I work too hard. I've been through too much. I've walked through too many. I have, uh-uh, where y'all at? I just need to check this room if there's anybody in here where you say, I have worked too hard. I have been through too much to get where I am to let the enemy come up and take my stuff. I need you to release a praise like you're going to protect what you work for. He says, if I get you distracted, I'm going to plunder your house. What does plunder mean? I'm going to take your stuff and not pay for it. I'm going to take your stuff and not pay for it. I'm going to take your self-esteem you worked hard to get. I'm going to take your confidence you worked hard to get. I'm going to take your desire to serve that you work hard to get. You're the first one in your bloodline to even serve in your family. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. But if you don't protect it, he's going to snatch it up from you. I'm going to snatch away your desire to give. I'm going to snatch I will come and take your stuff. Because you're distracted. But let me check the room. All I need is three more minutes and I'm out of here. Let me check the room. Is there anybody in here that can say, but not my stuff? Where you? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Your response would have been stronger than that. I need you to act like you're not about to be plundered in your next 12. I need you to act like you're not about to be stolen from in your next 12. I need you to act like I'm... You ain't get messing with mine. So, listen, when you lose focus, you forfeit your future. When you lose focus, you forfeit your future. And our best example of focus is Jesus. Now, I just told you all the places he was wounded. Look what Hebrews 12 says about him. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. What does that mean? Lay aside the bulk that slows you down. What is bulk that slows you down? You, watch me, for how fast you need to move, you have too much that has to move with you. 
you carrying all these backup plans. You're carrying all. Let me tell you why your number one plan don't work, because you had an exit. And as long as there's an abort button that's an available option, you'll never figure out how to make it happen. But I pray that you would be the one that figures out how to make it happen and how to get it done. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm releasing the folk. But then look, he says, and the sin which clings so closely. Clings there means it surrounds you, entangles you, distracts you. See, it's difficult for you to be focused when you're surrounded by sin. What's sin? To miss the mark. When you're surrounded by, y'all come surround me. When you're surrounded by sin, when you're surrounded, come on, sin. He's joking. Sin City wasn't made for me. Angels like you. And you know it. 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 I said, you made a whole song saying that. All right, some of y'all still lost. Google it. Listen. So here you go, right? You're surrounded by distraction. You're surrounded by wanting to cuss everybody out, going back to drinking, and going back to bad friendships. Sin. Distractions. You're surrounded by, let's just do this. You're surrounded, you're surrounded by things. Watch me. That surrounds you so close. So the reason you feel like there's distance from Jesus is because your sin is closer than he is. You cling to your sin. So if I'm feeling bad, I'm going to go back to the thing that gives me temporary relief, even though I know it don't work long term. Even though you know that friend is trifling, that's why you thought twice about calling them. Just because you want somebody to talk to, you picked up the phone and sat there and have a defensive conversation because you couldn't be real because you knew you couldn't trust them in the first place. Sin. Missed the mark. So closely. Go to the next part of the verse. It says, and let us run with endurance. Check this out. Now, here's what most of us do when we're trying to focus. We try to pace ourselves. And people will even teach you this like it's biblical. Just pace yourself. Just pace yourself. Shut up. Please. Read your Bible. You're trying to do too much. You don't do nothing. Of course you would think anybody that's doing anything is doing too much. Just pace yourself, baby. Pace yourself. What does that even mean? Here's what that means. Walk slow. If you walk slow, watch me, the whole idea behind it. I know people mean well when they say that. People mean well, but it's not Bible. Somebody say it's not Bible. Because what does the screen say? Run the race. Because if I run, guess what can't keep up? My sin. The enemy can't hit a moving target. The enemy can't hit a moving target. Where are y'all at in this building? The enemy can't get a moving target. What you got to learn how to do is keep it moving. I'm running. I'm not slowing down. I'm not stopping. Why? Because if I keep my pace up, then the stuff that's trying to distract me can't keep up. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Like in your next 12, you ain't walking, but baby, you running. I'm running. I'm running. Oh, just the voices. Go. I'm pacing myself, my pace is fast. I'm pacing myself, my pace is fast. I'm pacing myself, I'm keeping it moving. 
So for those who have ever given that as advice, I know you meant well, but it's not Bible. Let me tell you your pace. Your pace should be fast. Your pace should be, I'm running my race. Say, I'm running my race. And here's how the Bible says to run it with endurance. It means be cheerful. That means while I'm running, I'm happy about it. And I'm patient. What's patient? Patient ain't waiting. Patient how you act while you wait. Now come says, you want to be dramatic. Come on and run. But when you run, I want you to smile and be happy. And look at the camera when you're running. Now you got to go real slow. Like it's an 80s montage. What's me? What's me? What's me? Say, I'm cheerful. That means I don't care what happens on my race. I'm cheerful in my race. Why? I'm focused. I'm getting to where I set out to go, and I will not be denied. I'm almost done, but I just need to check your row. Make sure you got a row full of runners. Make sure you got a row full of people who say, I got a pace, and my pace is I'm running my race. I'm not slowing down. I'm not stopping. Matter of fact, what I've been putting on for months, I'm about to do it on Monday. Where y'all at? What I've been putting on for weeks, I'm about to get it started this week. For those of you who are going to start something major this week, I need you to get on your feet and release a praise, right? Hey, I'm never Hosea. I'm about to start this week. I'm about to start this week. I'm about to start when? 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 That's good to me. Watch. The race that's set before you. What does race mean? The opposition. So not only you got to run and be cheerful, but you got some stuff getting your way. Just you. And the Bible says, while you're dealing with that, I just need you to still be happy. Stop letting people pull you into emotional lows. Stop letting people pull you into being sad, sorry, and discontented. I'm going to be cheerful while I'm dealing with opposition. I'll be cheerful while I'm dealing with a struggle. I'll be cheerful while I'm dealing with agony. I'll be cheerful while I'm dealing with my contest. If I stop, say contest. Y'all stop right there. No, let's stay. Freeze frame. They never know when they're going to get called out. That's what the Bible says. Be ready. Say contest. The race in front of you is a contest, which means God says there's going to be a winner and a loser. You don't get a participation trophy. <laughs> Worst things we ever could have did for kids in sports. Everyone gets a trophy because everyone tried. Everybody didn't win. Who won? Everybody get a certificate, but everybody ain't getting a trophy. Because now kids feel entitled, and when they don't, watch me, and when they don't get something, they get angry and throw temper tantrums, but you taught them how to be like that. A for effort. No, you didn't win. Now, I'm glad you tried, but we're going to get this together, so next time we win. Now, I love you even though you didn't win, but next time we're going to win. Winning ain't everything. It's just what we do. <laughs> And he always leads us into triumph. And he always leads us into triumph. You say it with me. And he always leads us into triumph. It's a contest. Which means God says there's a, there's, there's a winner here. 
Well, who am I competing with, Bishop, if it's a contest? See, here's the problem. Here's where you get messed up with your focus, is you start competing with others. You get on social media and have competitions with people. And my edges is more snatched than her edges. My ball is better than his ball. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. My crease is sharper than her crease. But watch, you're competing with other people. You're, you're looking for likes and views from people who barely like themselves. <laughs> you ready? Here it is. Here's the contest. I'm competing. Let's take one step back. With yesterday's version of myself. You ain't even my competition. You what I used to train. So now in a new day when I'm dealing with you, I'm competing with yesterday's version of myself, which means this version is stronger, this version is wiser, this version got a bigger fight on This version learned some move. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Somebody say, and I see victory. Say, all I do is win. Come on, y'all, and my hands go. And they gonna stay there for the next 12 months. Release a praise if you... Focus on your race. Don't be distracted with other people's races. Well, she didn't have to go through this. She ain't going where you're going. He didn't have to deal with that. He ain't going where you're going. Well, it seems like everything's easy for them. You don't know that. And number two, you're not headed where they're headed. Say, it's my race. Say, I will not be distracted by anybody else's race. Verse 2, and we're done. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus is his word. What does that mean? I look at his word. I look at his word. I look at his word. He's the founder, perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, which means focus has a reward. You, you're not just focusing for the sake of being focused. Somebody said there's a reward at the end. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. He's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. That means an authority. Look at verse 3. Consider him. This is you and I. Say your first and last name. Consider him. Who endured, watch me, from regular people. I need you to catch the... Sometimes you raise people up to a level they're not. You'll call people your enemies and they're not because they're not even your equal. Is that too rough? You know, I just got all these enemies. That's not an enemy. That is nothing. That, that's a little person. You in a whole nother weight class. You in a whole nother division. David, you don't fight little boy battles. You fight king's battles. You in a whole nother weight class. He endured from sinners, regular people. Such hostility against himself. He says this, so that you don't grow weary or faint-hearted. He says, I need you to look at what he went through. And if you look at what he went through, he kept his focus. Crown of thorns kept his focus. Piercing his side, kept his focus. Piercing his feet, kept his focus. They're, they're cussing him out, as it were. You're supposed to be somebody, king of the Jews. You can't even get, if you're the king, come off the cross. And because he's petty, I know what he thought. He was like, I could literally slap you into next year. But I ain't going to do it. Here's how you know you're powerful. When you could go off, but you hold back. 
Well, you could snap, cracker, and pop, but you choose not to. Look at this. Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. Stand up straight. In other words, stop all this whining and complaining. Stop all of this distraction. Because remember, when you get strong-armed, it messes with how you stand. <laughs> okay, that'll work. Then he says, stop your knees from doing all that shaking. You're doing too much. What does knees shaking represent? It means you're fearful. He says, you're fearful because you're being strong-armed by your feelings. He says, if you, if you stop being strong-armed by your feelings, you wouldn't even be scared like that. He says, walk a straight path. Why? Then lame people will be healed instead of getting worse. Stop! That means what I do to focus is bigger than me. Because see, while y'all are looking at them act this out on stage, what he's doing, everybody's seeing. And there's more people looking through these cameras than there's even in this building and even in the overflow. What are you trying to say to me, Bishop? Is that the way you focus is so much bigger than you because other people are watching what you do to take their cues. So for some of you, here's what I need you to do. I need you to snatch yourself back from your feelings. I need you to stand up straight. I need you to stop all that being scared. And this is the week I need you to start something you've been putting off. This is the week I need you to begin something that you've been avoiding. This is the week I need you to finish the business plan, get the application in, take the test, go back to whatever you're going to do. Open your mouth and say, I'm doing it this week. So, Bishop, what was Jesus focused on? His focus was you. He endures all of that for you, for me. Because if it was about him, he didn't have sin. He didn't need to die for his sin. His focus was on you. Can I get you to just close your eyes in the building and online for just a second? For all of you suspicious people, it's okay. You can close your eyes. <laughs> I'm going to close mine too, so we're all doing it, okay? Say, he was focused on me. Say, so I won't think it robbery to spend the rest of my days focused on him. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed in this building online, if you've never become a Christian, today's your day. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him. Thirdly, if you're like, Mr. Bowman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure today on this Easter Sunday, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. In the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. In the building, in the overflows, wherever you're at. Thirdly, or excuse me, secondly, if you're online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wavy emoji. Say it to me. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. This is your moment. Do not miss it. Your focus has to be fixed, and it starts with him. One, God's coming to get you today. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in the building, online, do the hand wave emoji and say, it's me. I see you. I see you. Come on, 11.15. I need you to celebrate every hand that's up that we can see and the ones online we cannot see. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief. And because of this confession, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Your focus was me. So I give you my focus for the rest of my days. If I'm a better Christian, 
I'll be better at everything else I do. If you're first, everything else is in order. I focus on you. Can I just get you to worship for three seconds? Three. Can I get you to raise the volume? Our focus is on you, sir. It's on you, sir. It's on you, sir. It's on you, sir. Not what we're dealing with, not what's ticking us off, not what's... It's on you, sir. It is on you, too. One. Say, I focus on you. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or now sure, take out your phone. Text the word decision to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.